are interested in. Everything should feel hand-picked for you. In other words, it's a store in which every single product has been tailored to your needs, ambitions, and desires. Pinterest's combination of elegant design and smart social networking dynamics has made it the Internet's latest great revenue-generating hope at a time of extreme skepticism about newfangled ad-based business models. While Facebook's one billion users seem stubbornly resistant to the entreaties of marketers, the Pinterest set has already been opening their wallets. This is going to be an alternative form of e-commerce, says Greg Fant, chief marketing officer at One Kings Lane, the design-centric home decor web retailer. Pinterest users who find their way to One Kings Lane are three times more likely than the average One Kings Lane shopper to make a purchase. Referrals to One King's Lane from Pinterest have nearly surpassed traffic from Facebook. Across the web, the average sale resulting from a Pinterest user following an image back to its source and then buying the item is $180, according to research from e-commerce firm Rich Relevance, compared with $80 for Facebook users and $70 for Twitter users. Pinterest gets none of that. The company is in what's known artfully in Silicon Valley as a pre-revenue phase. But that doesn't mean Silberman hasn't thought about how Pinterest is eventually going to get its share of all that e-commerce. We talked about it a lot, says an early employee who asked to remain anonymous because he was flouting Silberman's wish to keep the focus away from dollars and cents. There was never a doubt in our minds that we could make a shitload of money. By the time Silberman and I meet in late July, midway through the summer of apps, it's the first time he'd let a reporter inside Pinterest for more than 45 minutes, and the first time he'd spoken to any journalist in several months. He has added another 25 employees, and Pinterest was just weeks away from releasing its new apps. The company had just moved into a new office, an expansive loft in San Francisco's Soma District, and Silberman was already negotiating to lease an additional 60,000 square feet next door to accommodate hundreds of new employees. It's a busy time, but it's good, says Silberman, a sensitive, deep-feeling man with a boyish face and a gentle demeanor who couches even his harshest criticisms in a sea of qualifiers and who often uses the word gosh without irony. As in, I'm not going to lie, there are really stressful days when I feel like, gosh, I just want to make the most of this. What Pinterest has done is solve the problem of discovery on the web. And it has been a problem for a while. Let's say you want to buy a gift for your mother. Nothing specific, just something nice. A search for nice Mother's Day gift on Google, or even very special, very expensive Mother's Day gift, isn't going to be much help. Google depends on finely tuned queries in order to yield useful results. This makes Google a great advertising platform because it delivers customers who have already expressed an intention to buy something. But talk to Google the way you might talk to a clerk at a department store, and it won't know where to begin. You could go to the web's superstore, Amazon, but that's not much better. To browse, you have to go back and forth through a detailed system of menus, categories, and merchants while constantly being tempted by thousands of competing products at thousands of price points. You spend three hours buying a $20 toaster, says Barry Schwartz, a psychologist at Swarthmore College and the author of The Paradox of Choice. 
Browsing in e-commerce is a more difficult problem than search, says Leland Retches, a director of product experience at Etsy, the marketplace for handmade goods. Amazon and Google pretty much stink at browsing. These failings of the two great Internet moneymakers are not entirely their fault. The structure of the Internet is partly to blame. The web was laid out not in human terms, but as a series of ever more specific menus, making the kinds of free associative leaps that routinely happen in a shopping mall, Nike Town to Gap to Yankee Candle, nearly impossible. Contrast this with the fact that many of the world's most profitable retailers, Apple and Trader Joe's to name two, succeed by curating a smaller selection of products for their customers. Pinterest is the first site to succeed massively by bringing that curated vibe to its user experience. Schwartz decries how the web exacerbates the choice problem, but he gets excited when I mention Pinterest. People who can afford it shop in boutiques. Pinterest strikes me as the same, except that the...